Hey there, everyone. Welcome to the Online Friends Simulator. Because everyone can use a friend, even online. I am Francis, a.k.a. The Other Guy, the friendly voice, I hope, <laughs> that helps you get through a world that is <clears throat> still trying to find its footing. This show was created because I see it everywhere. I see it more and more as time passes. I see it amongst people I know, people I don't know. I see it online. I see it mostly online, really. Where people are just, you know, they're not connecting anymore. They're alienating each other. We are alienating ourselves. And I wanted to provide a place where... Those who may feel frustrated, those who may feel alone, those who may feel like no one understands my need to get away from picking teams and fighting amongst ourselves, that a uh, true and good world <clears throat> is a world where we can share ideas whether we agree with him or not, where we don't automatically jump to hyperbole, where we don't automatically jump to hating each other, where we don't automatically assign these stereotypes just because we do have a team or we do believe a certain thing or we do, for instance, agree on something as simple as, you know, um, being able to uh, eat indoors, for instance, or uh, again, it's weird because everything is so politicized. And uh, that is kind of the impetus for the simulator is five years ago, something happened. <laughs> And people were at each other's throats, and people started hating each other, and families were broken, relationships torn, friendships ripped apart, and I just was like, what is going on here? This is insanity. This is weird. This is madness. And it didn't make sense to me, because I'm a person who's just like, look, I, 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 I'm not going to hate on you just because, you know... I don't know. I, I just I don't understand the purpose of that. I don't understand the need to villainize everyone just because you don't think alike. Like, why do we want the homogeny? Why do we want everyone to be just mindless drones all thinking the same exact thing? And as we see even further, that those who thought they thought the same way are, are fractured themselves. And it's like, how do we heal? How do we mend those burnt bridges and i'm not saying i have the answers i'm just saying like this is a place where if you have that same frustration if you're just looking for someone who's open-minded or again can relate to you or understand where you're coming from that's what i hope i do uh, because i know i went through that where i felt like everyone's mad <laughs> No one seems to have any type of reasoning. It's just reaction, feeling, reaction, feeling, reaction. It's like, no, 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 think, think, think. And here we are. <laughs> For those, so that's, that's a little, I guess that's a little synopsis of the simulator for anyone who's new here uh welcome if you are how are you doing how are you all doing i hope you're doing well um i feel like we are a million and one steps closer to something that resembles normalcy um and we, i'll bring it and i'll talk about it uh with this oh probably helps if I actually have the volume up on this thing. Hold on a second. There we go. Everything's perfectly all right now. We're fine. We're all fine here now. Thank you. How are you? I am doing 
well. <laughs> I'm doing great, actually. I, if you want, if you if you download this uh, show regularly, you'll know that I've been gone for a few weeks, almost a month. No, no, only two weeks. Two weeks. Uh, the first week was because uh, it was COVID related. I got my second vaccine, the the second shot, and I was out. Uh, I was out for a couple of days. I was feeling miserable. Every you know, people who are like, "Oh my god, that second shot just knocks me on my butt." It's like, yes, it does. <laughs> and I was proof. I I couldn't move. I was bedridden. I was miserable. I had a hard time just navigating anything. And then afterwards, when I was a little bit better the following day, not by much, <laughs> but it wasn't as severe. And then. The third day, which was Monday, so I got I got the shot on a Friday. I had the weekend to recover. Monday, I was ha- I couldn't speak. I was coughing, hacking. I didn't do any of my shows. Well, I did one show. I did uh, super geeked up, which was a mistake because I was coughing a lot. But it was also very funny. It was a very it was like probably one of the funniest shows um, we've done. And yeah, I wasn't doing. I was just I wasn't feeling very well, and I couldn't do uh, points of interest, and I couldn't really do this. So I had to skip out on that. And then the following week, I had a visitor. Uh, the girlfriend visited. And we had a weekend together. And it was fantastic. And we had a lot of fun. And I'm looking forward to kind of visiting her um, her world uh, in a few months. But yeah, I just spent a lot of time with her. Um, and it's interesting Long distance relationships. Long distance relationships are as hard as people say it is. Um, because it's great when you're with the person that you're, you know, in a relationship with, right? Obviously. And this is an extremely long distance relationship, you know, we're again, two different countries. And being together for the few days was just amazing. Like it was what I needed. Um, even though I, I wasn't a 100% yet and I did have a hacking cough, uh, one night and like, I was miserable. Like, I, yeah, I wasn't 100%, but, uh, just being with the person who you're, who you're, um, very, um, enamored with, I'm using some pretty mild words because, um, yeah, I'm pretty, I'm pretty, <laughs> I pretty, I dig this girl a lot <laughs> and which is weird at my age because uh, as you get older, you know, it's harder to date and stuff. And so, you know, I was very fortunate. This is, this is, I'm not saying this is something that'll happen to everybody. I I'm just incredibly lucky. I I'm not going to deny that. I mean, it, it's sincerely incredibly lucky to have found someone through a medium like Twitter in which we get along and we actually like each other and we actually care about each other and we actually like love each other and things like that. So, uh, that's a pretty big deal, <laughs> but, um, but yeah, you know, it's, it's a very, it's a, it's a strange experience being long distance because, uh, you know, you have two different routines when you're in per- like I noticed, like for instance, when we're apart, like we are now, when we're talking, on the phone or whatever, or talking through PlayStation or, you know, whatever. Um, we're much more talkative to each other. Uh, but when we're together, I, I, you know, we just kind of enjoy each other's company. We don't have to say much. And I guess that makes sense, right? Because you spend, you know, the vast majority of your time talking. And then when you're together, it's like, we don't need to talk anymore. We're together. Like, this is awesome. And I feel, oh God, I feel weird talking. I, I I feel weird talking about this because God, I mean, I, like I like okay, if you're new, I, you know, I, I spent eleven years on my own between relationships. That's how that's the gap between relationships is eleven years. I mean, that's huge. You know, you learn to kind, you learn to be a certain way. After 11 years, you, you know, you're, you're, you're by yourself. You, you know, you don't have anyone to kind of be polite around. So you burp, right? Or you fart or you, you whatever, you know, you let your bodily functions go, uh, which I won't do in front of 
my friends or now a girlfriend, right? Like I wouldn't do that in front of other people. <laughs> but when you're by yourself, like you kind of have you you gain a routine, you know? You you have all this time to yourself, you're able to do all these different things. You 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 actually just you develop a routine where you just do stuff for you and then there's this other person who comes into your life and then either a you want to spend time with them or you want to share that your time with them or whatever and it's just like your whole routine changes dramatically in a way that is neither good or bad um it just changes i personally for the better for me because i do enjoy my time with my girlfriend uh I am not tired of her, even though we, you know, we spend time together daily. So, yeah, it's a strange thing to be able to do that. Now, I apologize for all this talk. I, 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 like I said, it's been a long time. And it, and even though we're coming up to a year, I, I'm beginning to realize more and more just kind of the impact this person is having on my life and how a lot of my life has changed over the last year as a result. And it makes you reassess kind of, well, you know, what, what are my priorities? What, 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 you know, what do I need to accomplish? What do I need to do? And then th that's a very interesting kind of, head game you have with yourself, especially nowadays, especially after the last year, because this happened during a pandemic, right? Like I met this person in huge air quotes, or as I guess the uh, Europeans call it, or the UK, British people call it inverted commas. I met her during a time where dating wasn't a thing when people weren't going out i mean maybe they were <laughs> they probably were but people were not going out or whatever they're not like going out on dates and i was already kind of seeing well actually i had already bro I had broken up with the person months m months before meeting this meeting um my current girlfriend and it's weird you know because i dated but pre-pandemic and then pandemic happened and i broke up with this person not not i mean mostly because uh I mean, I'm not it just, there was just not compatibility. I don't think it didn't feel as compatible. I just felt kind of like I was settling. And here I am with someone who, of whom I don't feel that way. And I know if you're a long time listener, you've heard a lot of this stuff before, but it, it's me kind of unpackaging my thoughts on how, I guess on the human psyche. Because our lives are a uh, accumulation of circumstances, right? A lot of it deals with luck. A lot of it deals with your own assertiveness. A lot of a lot of it deals with whether or not you you know you grab at opportunities or not. A lot of it is just uh, this weird combination of things, right? And. It leads me to kind of the topic I wanted to talk about today because I see, you know, this situation that I'm in right now that I did not expect to happen. I expected, well, okay, I broke up with my last, you know, well, I, I, I separated myself with the person I was dating. Uh, it just wasn't working out. I'm, I'm fine being alone. I've done it for 12 years, 10 years. I don't know how many years. I've done it for a long time, at least a decade. I mean, I've done it for this long I can go back to it. No big deal. And I was. I'm like, oh, I'm playing video games again. I'm just like, you know, my own time. I'm just doing my own thing. You know, on weekends, I'm just like, you know, I'm just doing my own thing. You know, and then someone again comes into my life and it's just crazy. And so it, it gets me to thinking about kind of where we are now that we are allowing ourselves a renewed freedom. That people, you know, you know, uh, Vaccination or not, uh, restrictions or not, at least here in the U.S., I know that in some other countries it's a lot tougher. But despite all that, we're just like, nope, we're done. This has lasted long enough. We're going back to normal. 
we're, we're going to live life normally again. And a lot of people are just doing that. People are going out. I mean, the places are crowded. I'm seeing people just, just acting as if everything's again, back to normal. Um, with some obvious restrictions, you know, some COVID restrictions or whatever, just uh, precautions. I should say restrictions, precautions. So great. Yay. Precautions. Okay. We're doing our best to be cautious. Awesome. And that's awesome. That's great and all. But that, again, that allows us to, hey, be around people again. And I'm beginning to think that a lot of people who feel a certain way about friendships, relationships, I feel like a part of them have given up. Like, I see, I've talked about like, um, men that go their own way and people who prefer to be single. And again, there's a lot of people who prefer to be single, even though they want to be in a relationship, like they kind of whisper it under their breath, like, yeah, I date, but it's tough. And I don't like online dating. And and I'm beginning to think, no, no, no. I'm beginning to realize like, no, 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 no. I think we're doing it all wrong. I think online dating is the worst thing that ever happened. I think online dating is the absolute bane of the of everyone's existence. Now, mind you, look, it works for some people, obviously, right? Some people have gotten married through online dating. Some people have found long-term relationships through online dating, you know, whatever, hookups, whatever. Like, people have found love on online dating. Don't get me wrong. But I feel that we aren't – that the old-school methods – that we aren't doing the old-school methods of actually kind of just – Approaching people in public or in a in a mutual gathering and chatting people up, um, and I know that's frowned upon nowadays because ah well we're you know we're, we're instilled this fear like oh well uh don't bo- like there's like this barrier like don't bother me et cetera et cetera which I actually don't think is I mean obviously if they have head- if people have headphones on or if they're obviously um, occupied. Yeah, don't bother them. But like, you know, if they're in a social setting, which social settings are open now, and, you know, they're just kind of looking around or whatever, why not approach and talk to people again? Why don't we do that again? I feel like that's a a much more... I think the old tried and true method works because with the, with online stuff, it's so manufactured, right? And even if you... And again, you can meet people online... Like I did with my current girlfriend, but it was, it's not, it wasn't manufactured, right? It wasn't, um, a bunch of data points like, like online dating is. So it was a little more natural and and it came a little more, um, it just, it just made more sense. And I feel like we're just not doing that. And, and if you don't know, if you haven't heard my other podcasts, which is fine, you shouldn't have to. <laughs> actually, actually, I don't know if any of them exist anymore. Um, I love love. Like, I'm a huge proponent of love. I'm a big romantic. I know I don't seem like it, I guess. Especially late, you know, recently with the, sh- with, with, the with the simulator. I'm like, uh, I, I, I feel like I haven't been expressing my love for love. Because I do love love. I think love is amazing. I think... Um, Again, I'm big on serendipity and kismet and stuff like that. Like meeting people uh, in, a, again, non-manufactured way, in a non-data point sort of way. Uh, even if it's at a convention, uh, there's no data points and there's no surveys and there's no – it's just you meet people <clears throat> at a convention. The, the 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 single let's mingle type of panels that I used to be a part of at conventions were awesome because you just met people. And it was all up, up to your personality. It was all up to you being confident and you just being able to talk to people that really determined whether or not you got along with someone or whether or not you connected with someone. It wasn't just, oh, they like X, Y, and Z. I mean, that's part of why you're there, right? Sure. But it wasn't just text. It was 
the sound of your voice. It was the sound of, it was the sound of your voice. <clears throat> Which I admit, I, I mean, I admit, I have a bit of a, um, I don't think so, but again, other people like the voice. And so I, I guess I have a bit of a, of a advantage, I suppose. But it doesn't matter. Just talk, you know, being able to talk to somebody, being able to see someone eye to eye, being able to read body language. Even if you can't read body language, just being able to look at a body <laughs> helps because if they don't like you, they'll turn away or they'll cross their arms or like there's obvious signs or whatever. And so just being able to see that kind of stuff, I think helps in not just dating, but making friends. And I know that I kind of lumping this all into dating just because I'm talking about my own relationship, but I feel like those who are like, I just kind of want to do my own thing. They've kind of given up. Just go back to that. I feel like they've given up on people. We have given up on people. We have a fear of people. Uh, Not just the fear that I mentioned the last uh, simulator, but like, but now this is just kind of a fear of people not meeting our expectations or not meeting. First off, we shouldn't have any expectations, really. You know, when you're meeting people for the first time, you know, you should have an open mind. You should have an open heart. And just to be able to bring people in. Um, it's how I made my friends, you know. You open up that mind and you open up that up that heart, and and it's why I have such a why I I, I pride myself. I'm gonna I'm gonna pat myself a little, a little bit on the back here. I pride myself on the uh, the variety, right? The the menagerie of friends that I normally have, because I I, I realize that I have that I especially in the past, not so much anymore, because I'm older and it's harder. It's just you know I don't have the same social circles. But back in the day, I used to have social circles where I'm like. Ooh, I wouldn't want this group of friends. This, this group of friends would not necessarily mesh well with this other group of friends that I have because I'm able, I feel like I'm able to adapt to people in general, you know, and not everyone has the same personality, obviously. And so I, I, from what I can tell, and I'm not saying I'm, I'm I, I know exactly, but from what I can tell, sometimes people just won't get along and I can just kind of, kind of tell, um, like I feel I hate saying like, oh, I'm, I'm empathic or blah, 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 whatever. I just, hopefully I'm able to read people's, again, body language and, and you know, tone of voice and, and be able to tell whether people can get along or not, you know, because some people are pretty transparent, uh, you know, some people are very much leaving their heart on their sleeves. So anyway, so I think. We need to step away from the fear, a different kind of fear. I feel like we need to go back to the old school way of doing things. We need to not rely less on technology, rely less on our phones, rely less on Bumble and Tinder and and uh, OkCupid and um, you know Facebook dating and all that stuff. We got to rely less on that and just meet people and talk. And that's tough for introverts. That's tough. It's so hard. I know what it is for me. I don't talk. I mean, I need an extrovert to kind of push me sometimes. Or sometimes, again, I force myself into a situation. There was a, uh, um, I was at a uh, Long Beach convention many years ago. And this fellow press person, we were waiting for a panel. We were waiting to go into our panel. And I wasn't talking to anybody. I was just kind of keeping it to myself. And I ended up, I don't know what was said or what happened, but I ended up talking to this person and we became acquaintances. I mean, we didn't become, fr- become friends, but we became acquaintances. Like we talked the entire panel. We shared each other's social medias. We still kind of interact with each other on social media, but like I met someone new that could have been, I mean that, that, and I guess it should have been a potential friend, but I just, it didn't happen to work out that way, but I mean like, but that was a start, right? And I'm again. I'm a. I'm a. I'm a. I'm scared when it comes to social interaction. I'm the biggest introvert. I f- get freaked out when I have to talk to somebody, 
And this person was kind enough to be approachable and talk with me and sit with me at the panel. And we talked, we talked afterwards and, um, you know, and all that good stuff. And that was great. And sometimes you never talk to them again. Same thing with a, a, a dating panel at another convention. I'm just saying, and just, I know I'm talking a lot about conventions. Hey, but conventions are coming back soon. So, you know, but I, you know, it was at a kamikaze when it was kamikaze, there was a dating convention and I talked to another radio host, uh, another podcaster who was a little bit extreme for me, a little bit lot for me, but you know, we hung out afterwards. We, we, we had a good conversation. We shared socials and everything. And like, we, yeah, we, we talked and it was nice. And it, it, you know, it led to just kind of making a new, uh, these are all acquaintances. I get, I need to talk about friends, right? I should talk about friends I've made. Um, there was a Philadelphia convention, you know, um, and I was just, I don't know how I found this vendor. They, they make marshmallow treats, but, the, one of the owners of this company that makes marshmallow treats. I don't know what happened. We just started talking and we became friends, like friends, like actual friends where we, you know, catch up with each other every once in a while. And like, we actually, you know, want to hang out and actually want to spend time together. Like that type of friendship. Like I made a friend with somebody, but it was, it was at a convention. I don't even know how we met each other. I don't even remember, but it was just random just some random person who was like oh i'm selling these things and like oh that's great i just hung out at their booth for a while and like okay we started talking and like yeah, yeah okay and we just started sharing conversation and sharing about each other's lives and it was like oh okay like super cool and then we sought each other out every time we were in the same convention because it's a different state friend just like that just random but it, it, it took effort to but, – but it took going out there and putting yourself out there and making that effort. And I think that's what we need to go back to. We can't just rely on Twitter and Facebook to kind of meet these strangers and become friends with them anymore because I feel that the art of social interaction – person to person is going away because we're so reliant on our phones and we're so reliant on social media that we're just like neglecting the fact that there's a person right in front of us that we can make friends with. Again, same convention, um, a, a camera operator for for one of the things. I just ended up talking to them. We, came, we became friends, like boom. So like, it, 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 or, or uh, some of the volunteers, same thing, just started talking. And it's a, it's a comfortable environment. We all kind of like the same things. And it worked. And it works. Like, it really does. Just kind of reaching out and talking to people. Actually, you can build relationships that way. You can build friendships. And I don't think we do that anymore. I don't think the vast majority of us really do that anymore. Now, now please, look, I want you to write me, uh, ofsshow at gmail.com or 347-450-4335. Tell me I'm wrong. I want to be told I'm wrong. I want to be proven that I'm wrong because I'd like to know that this is still happening. But from my own observations and from what I can tell based on what I see online, and again, online is a percentage of a percentage of a percentage. It's a small portion of the population, the entire world population. So, you know, that's not representative of the real world, but I can see it. It, it, It's at least kind of a small example of what people go through in which, you know, People aren't making friends. They're making weird acquaintances. Like, I'm acquaintances with some of these people where, like, there's this one guy who I reply to his stuff. He replies to my stuff. We kind of just talk back and forth a little bit every once in a while. But I don't know who this guy is. I don't even know how he became, you know, I started following him. He started following me. Fellow, He's a podcaster. But, I mean, I don't know, you know, he doesn't know any of my friends. So there's no real connection. Or I don't know, at least. But made a connection and we kind of are you know that's kind of cool and all but it's not the same as just being and going out there because when you interact with somebody and you you could feel them out it's a really fun experience and i feel like we need to go back to the old ways of in-person interaction and we're able to now we're able to now i know that a lot of people are fighting it a little bit but we're able to bars are opening clubs are opening Restaurants are opening. Like we're getting to a point where we can do this. And it's a little hard with the masks because you can't tell facial expressions, right? 
and with more people getting vaccinated, maybe it's easier. Who knows? Can't wait to get rid of the masks. <laughs> I, I, even though I used to wear masks when I got sick. Like if I, and like, I remember getting the flu many years ago and wearing a, a mask because I didn't want any, anyone else to get sick. Um, so, I, I mean, I did that. And maybe we'll do that. You know, we'll be like a lot of Asian countries where put you know you put masks on when you're feeling ill or during like certain six seasons, which I think was mentioned at some point or another um, on the public stage of the world. But uh, whatever. I mean, I just I'd like to see people's faces again. It's nice to see people's faces again. Um, speaking of which, uh, I just want to tell a little anecdote, and I'll go into some feedback. But when I had to say farewell to my significant other, um, uh, there's a couple before us who were separating, uh, I guess. They were going, you know, the, the, the boyfriend was going somewhere, the girlfriend was staying. And they took their ma- masks off to kiss, which I know that people still kiss with masks on. It don't make That doesn't make sense to me. I don't understand that. But they took their masks off to kiss, and I'm like... Which, which, which I, myself and, you know, uh, Martha, uh, had already done. I don't know. I never say her name. Um, her name is out there. <laughs> uh, but she and I had already kissed, but like, oh, we're going to do, th- and we did the same thing. I feel like we were stealing it from them. Right. So, you know, we kissed a few times and, you know, whatever. And as I'm leaving the airport, oh, we did our farewells. We waved. It was very, it was very sad, you know. Um, not like the movies where you used to go back to where back in the day when you could go up to the terminal and watch the plane fly off. No, it was uh, before security. It's like okay, bye. Oh, you know, waving and everything. Then I'm about to leave, and this one, this other couple's doing the same thing where they're separating. I guess one staying here, the other one traveling. I feel like myself, my, myself. Martha and the couple before us, very modest. You know, we understood. We're not gonna, we're not gonna make a scene. You know, very modest, very lo- you know, hopefully loving. This couple were sucking each other's faces off, like, like two Hoovers just locked on. It was the most intense kissing I've ever seen from a couple ever. And I'm like, are you guys going to like strip down and start doing it in front of them, like in the middle of this airport? Like, what are you guys doing? Relax, calm down. Oh my God. Like it was intense. And I feel like, do I not, do I not love my girlfriend enough? Because I, I didn't do this. I didn't, I didn't, I didn't practically, um, like inhale the other person's head into my own body. Which is what these two were doing. It was amazing. Anyway, I just found it funny um, that with masks and all, it's like, yeah, uh, nobody stopped. Security was like right there too, and we're at the airport, and you're, it's mandatory to put masks on in the airport. But luckily, unlike other places, security other other places in the world where police and security are a lot less um, forgiving, the security here who watched all of this happening amongst all three couples. We're just like, yeah, let it happen. It's cool. Like, they're not going to see each other. They're in love. Let them have their kisses and their hugs and their whatever. So weird. Such a weird thing. It's so strange. Anyway. All right, let's get into... um, This stuff. Let's get into some feedback. All right, this is from... The previous episode, The Fear. Uh, this is from Anthony Davis says, Hey, I have an idea. Fear is something that I do, do think is the driving force for all mainstream media. You can see it thrown at you from all angles, no matter what you watch. Fox News, CNN, ABC, CBS, NBC, BBC News, and even independent news sources. It's one of the many reasons why I have the attitude of Howard Beale in my life. I'm at his hell and I'm not going to take it anymore. 
people need to stop living in fear and really start talking to each other. And I mean, on a deep emotional, even spiritual level, we need to start learning to see each other as human, as a human race, instead of different races with the us versus they mentality. So my idea is this, let's talk, seriously, let's have an open, honest and candid conversation with each other sometime. Anyone is free to join into the conversation as well. I have promoted my HAPS account a few times on here. We have all, we could all get on here and have a conversation with up to eight in the video call and many others in the chat area putting their input about the topic. It doesn't have to be about fear. It can be about anything. Let me know if you really have, want to have a conversation that would be seen on multiple platforms. It's po- very possible that this could happen. Uh, that'd be cool. Uh, I wish I, I mean, I would love to have. To, I would love to have time to do this type of thing. I guess I can make the time. I should make be able to make the time, but I don't know. Uh, that's tough sometimes. But I feel like you're right. No, look, Anthony, you're right. You're one hundred percent right. We need to talk. My only problem is is that a lot of people think of it this way. You know, there are a lot of religious people out there who are not willing to let go of their religion because it's a part of their soul. It's a part of their belief. It's a part of them, them as a person. And unfortunately, a lot of the conversations nowadays, is like talking about religion. It's like, it's a lot of these ideas, no matter how wrong or how dumb, I mean, I'll say it, it, some of the ideas out there are really, really dumb, but it doesn't matter how dumb or how logical or how, um, close-minded or racist even or sexist even or whatever the type of belief, you know, whatever it is, it's so ingrained in these people that a conversation doesn't really do much. And again, Anthony, the importance of these conversations really isn't to talk to people of different ideas. It's to be able to show the lay person, the person who may not be as intense as these other people who aren't actually, which is the average person. The average person isn't as intense as the people we encounter. That's the thing. The average person is just like, I just want to live my life. And when they see kind of hypocrisy or they see kind of like all these different things, they have a tendency to kind of lean a certain way. Maybe they think more like you, maybe they're a little more open-minded as a result. Um, but a conversation is a great start, and I feel like we need it. Uh, am I a good person for this conversation? Not necessarily, because I am. I try to stay neutral. You know, I don't pick a side. And that's tough, because when you have a conversation, you need to pick a side. And I'm a person who's like, I, I can, you know, I've a, I'm a person who tries to see it from every point of view, which is why. I'm probably never going to be um, accepted in certain groups of people. I'm never going to be friends with certain people because I refuse to be like, no, there's only one side to one side. No, there's there's good and bad in, in all the sides and all the teams and all the everything. And as a matter of fact, I hate the fact that there are those things, as I've said before. But a conversation is a great start. And maybe, you know, I don't know, maybe someone who's who's kind of in the middle like I am. Maybe a good thing, but at the same time, I feel like it'll just frustrate people in general because I just won't be like, no, you're right. No, you're right. It's like, no, you should actually think about what you guys are saying to each other and try to find out why you think that way and why you feel that way. And then kind of dissect it even more and be like, well, wait a minute. Is what I'm saying without flaws? Or and is what this person saying with like what you know being able to have that type of discussion is I think incredibly important and necessary. So good luck. Right, <laughs> uh, Kalevko says up listening on uh, April twenty third. It's been a while. Um, I would uh, be okay with the other guy verbal meandering new podcast replace an abandoned podcast. Uh, what is your bucket list? What is on your bucket list? What do you want to do before you expire? Have you reached your statistical midlife? Uh, what is the difference in living before one statistical midlife and after it? I have an acquaintance friend who is a librarian and an individual very committed to and sometimes vocal about a specific part of the political spectrum. Recently, they started yet again a strong opinion, then saying in the same breath, and thankfully, I don't have any friends who do not share my opinion on this particular subject. 
Um, so I guess I'm being deceitful by lying by non-disclosure as I do not share my political opinions with my acquaintance, this acquaintance friend. As my relationship with that person is not made via politics, I am not comfortable sharing my opinions with that person because of statements like the like the enjoyment of the conformity of others on political opinions around them. Is there not a faith, perhaps Buddhism, whose view is that life is suffering? Uh, OFS, a podcast of friendship. Friendship is magic, right? Um, are the comments too fast and furious? When your girlfriend, as so, comes to visit, when you get to spend time together in person, take her out indoors, take her outdoors, take her in your favorite mode of transportation, take her anywhere you can. Enjoy the chair and cherish the moment. Oh, and be, uh, ensure she enjoys it. And then there's an invitation to a thing on the 5th of June. Uh, I will occur, uh, it will occur near, oh, um, it's just an invitation. I, I, I love that some of real life it gets put into your comments there, right, Cal? Uh, this would be, uh, uh, there, this, there appears to be, uh, at least a 24 hour delay of recording and posting. Uh, yes, there is, um, because I still have to do some mild editing and I usually have a lot of things in the way. Like today, I'm doing it on a Monday night. Tomorrow, I should hopefully be able to edit it and post it, um, after Points of Interest podcast. We'll see. But it happens. Uh, as for your questions, uh, no more new podcasts. I can't. I don't have. I need to start working out, um, and I need to find time to do that. I need to start exercising, and I know I can find time. I know people are like, oh, there's a, I, I, I do a lot of stuff, man. <laughs> I do a lot of things. Plus, I'm lazy. <laughs> so there's the truth. I'm lazy. So hopefully uh, I'll be able to work out again because I need to. Um, I'm old, and I need to work out. Uh, on my bucket list, I uh, I don't know. I don't have a bucket list, in all honesty. Um, you know, I traveled to Japan, which was a big deal to me. I traveled to Ireland, which is another big deal to me. I want to go back to the, both those countries. So I guess that's on my bucket list. Um, you know, what do I want to do before I expire? I don't, I don't know. I just kind of live every day as it is, as it comes. Um, Mostly because, especially in this current climate, it's so hard to determine like when good things are going to happen and when bad things are going to happen. So I'm just kind of living each day as it comes. Um, as for a statistical midlife, I don't know either. I, don't, I mean, people are living longer, uh, which is both a good thing and a bad thing. I mean, I don't want to be a hundred year old invalid or anything. Like, I don't. Want, I want to be active. I want to. I guess that's the other reason why I want to exercise more too. Is I, I want to be a a, a, a sharp-minded, active human being at the age of whatever, 80, 90. You know, I want to be able to move around. I want to be able to, to do things. I don't want to have to rely on anyone else. I don't want to have to rely on somebody changing my diapers. I'd like I'd be able to go to the bathroom by myself. You know, I want to be able to, you know, walk places, swim. Actually, I mean, I don't want to be like those crazy uh, 100-year-olds who are like, I'm going to run the marathon and I'm going to do gymnastics and I'm going to like... No, I don't necessarily need to do that, but I want to be able to take care of myself. You know? Um, but yeah, uh, here's the thing. I, I really don't think anyone should think about midlife. And Midlife was a thing back in the day because you're like... Midlife was a thing. Was like, oh, I have my midlife crisis, and you thought about your la like what you did with your life in the last twenty, thirty, forty years, right? Well, not twenty, thirty was considered midlife for a while. Then forty, I think fifty is the new midlife again <laughs> because people are living longer. But it's like you you thought back in the last X number of years and like what have I accomplished? And that's why people would get, especially dudes, you know, the stereotypical trophy wife, uh, fast car, like they do stuff that were really out of left field because they were trying to kind of uh, relive their youth because they were missing their youth. Um, I still, <laughs> I haven't really changed much since my youth, which is probably, is, which I know is frowned upon by a lot of people. It's like, oh, you still act like a kid. I'm like, well, I kind of have never stopped really. <laughs> I still play video games. I still watch movies. I still say stupid jokes, you know, which I guess are now considered dad jokes, even though I'm not a dad. Like, Yeah. I don't know what's wrong with that. Like, who cares? Actors do it all the time. Comedians, who cares? Like, I don't know what the big deal is. But some people are like, no, you gotta be a man. You gotta be, you gotta be a man. And it's like, okay, well, everyone has a very different definition of what a being a man is. You know, 
not everyone culturally, you know, um, traditionally, there's, there's not all the same definition of like being a man or a woman, you know, is. So everyone has a different definition. So you pay attention to your life. Stop fussing with everyone else's. <clears throat> As for um, being deceitful because you don't share the opinion of certain political things. I mean, I, I do, I'm the same way. I don't share. Like, I don't necessarily, I don't actually agree with, a, you know, some of, my fr- some of my friends' politics. Like, I don't agree with them. Um, I think they're wrong. <laughs> like, flat out wrong. But, you know, there's a, I think, an unspoken understanding. Like, there's certain things you just kind of put aside for the friendship. And you just don't talk about it. And I hate that that's what politics is nowadays. It's like, well, you're either a, a D or an R. And if you have a D or an R by your name, you you know, if you're an R, like, hey, if you're an R, you're my friend. Oh, if you're a D, you're my friend. Like, whatever. Like, you have to have those letters by your name. Like, oh, you're my friend. It's like, no. What if they're an ass? Oh, God, I already, uh, I broke my non-curse. Hey, whatever. Whatever, they're a terrible human being. Does it matter whether or not they have a D or an R by their name? Like, who cares? They're a terrible human being. Why are you friends with them? But if they're cool and you not necessarily agree with all of their politics, like I was, I'm I'm a I'm a non-religious person, but I'm friends with religious people. You know, um, it works. Uh, so, like, if you just yeah. Just as long as it doesn't get in the way of the friendship. Like if you're actually, like you, you said you're an acquaintance friend, so maybe it's not that important. But like if you know if you if you actually genuinely like a person and you're you're close friends with them, yeah, just don't talk about it. Why? And some people would be like, well, you know, we have to convert people, we have to bring people to our side. It's like, no, see, that's what the that's what brought this whole effing issue in the first place. That's what brought this whole podcast to, to, to fruition is because people are like, no, you have to pick a side. It's like, you don't. We ne- we didn't have to. For so many decades, we didn't have to. We were able to get along with our fellow man, no matter what. It didn't matter if they felt this way or thought this way. You're like, well, you know what? You're a decent human being. I don't agree with you. But you know what? We can talk about why. And it's like, no, I'm right and you're wrong. Yeah, to you, you're right. And to them, they're right. So who's right? Oh, well, I am because I'm me. No, that's stupid. <laughs> that's so, just so narrow-minded to be like, I'm right, you're wrong, end of story. It's like, no. This is why we'll never, the, 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 the fall of Rome. Fall, I've mentioned it before, the fall of Rome. This is the fall of Rome. Right? This is the fall of a great empire because we're too busy yelling at each other that one person's the right versus wrong versus like, let's talk about the well-being of everybody, shall we? Let's talk about being there for each other. Let's talk about – let's just be a uni- you know a unified – like we all kind of live under this ideal, right? In this, in, specifically in the United States, like there's this weird kind of blanketed ideal over all fifty states, right? There's this 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 kind of mentality, this um uns this um um kind of ghost like uh set of fundamentals that we kind of all agree on, but yet for some reason we're all fighting because we're all here for a reason, whether you know for whatever reason we're all here. And we're all kind of just bickering with each other for some weird, stupid reason. We're all kind of under the same blanket. We're all kind of under the same cloth. And yet we're trying to say we're not. And I was like, well, yeah, we are. <laughs> we're here. <laughs> right? Like, I don't understand. Like, again, it's all kind of this blanketed kind of shared fundament- fundamentals and shared ideology. And you forget that. Instead, again, we root for Team A versus Team B again, which is why I don't understand sports. I don't get sports. Like, I don't care. <laughs> I should be a Dodger fan, a Laker fan, a Clippers fan, a Chargers fan, a Kings fan, a Galaxy fan. Like, I think I covered all the major sports. A Sparks fan, a <laughs> Angels fan. 
Like, uh, I'm supposed to be all these t- the fan of all these things. Like, I don't care. I don't care. I don't understand people, sports people. I mean, more power to you. Like, I'm glad you have a team, but I don't understand. And I don't understand why we have these th- this this kind of division. Anyway, speaking of division, it's late. This is an hour long. And only one take, surprisingly. I think because I'm a little more awake. I took a nap today. Thank you for listening. <laughs> if you want your voice heard, sincerestarcasm.net, you can leave a comment on any of the shows. I will read them out loud here on the podcast. If you want to leave a voicemail, 347-450-4335. If you want to leave a voicemail or text message, I'm more than happy to uh, play it on air and or, uh, again, read it. Wow, got a lot of phone. Ooh, got a lot of... Uh, oh... Uh, nothing good, though. Give me Yami I sent over the telephone right now. Turn alarm off. Oh, I know that one. <laughs> that was... Uh, a lot... Of, I'm going to have to listen to some of these because there's, like... I have, like, 12 voicemails. Not English. Um... Anyway, that's weird. I have a lot of weird voicemails. I haven't listened to them. Uh, you can also hit me up on Twitter, aka the other guy, or on Instagram, uh, aka the other guy. And uh, if you, uh, you know, I can't, you, push, you can support the show by just giving a review. Uh, iTunes. Um, I don't know how to. I don't know how to check the other reviews though. That's the thing. I like. I want to read reviews. I don't know how to check reviews on other things. Um, if you know how, let me know, because I want to. I want to do check. I do want to check. Like I do want to go to, for instance, like the Apple or not the uh, the uh, Google Play, I think Google Play, and be able to look at like, oh, I wonder what reviews were left for me. And I don't know. Let's see if anyone left any for online friends simulator. Probably not, but that's okay. Uh, no new ones, but that's okay. I have some from a couple years ago, which is still nice. Um, so there you go. Thanks for listening. Sincere sarcasm Burnett. You're awesome. Love you guys. Stay safe. And please know, with all sincerity, I'm trying to do this because you have a friend in me. Talk to you next time. Bye, everyone.